morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites, our mates at supercoachchampion.com, and our friends at gummyfuel.com.au. Hit them up on Facebook and Instagram. My name's Corey, and now some fucking shocking news. The man, the myth, the legend, the icon himself, the Bombs Express, could not be here. Can you believe it? Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, cannot confirm nor deny this, but apparently walking the dog. You heard that right. We're coming <laughs> at 12 a.m. He's out walking his dog, but the man that we can rely on every single week, the one who never lets us down, it's the one, the only, it's Bretta. G'day, Corey. It is very good to be here. And as a man who misses many pods due to having to walk the dog, I do understand uh, Bon for not being here. And I do appreciate he has been wonderful this season. Um but he is a big character, and I don't think I could fill his shoes. So we've actually had to go out and get another person to jump on the pod just to fill it because, you know, Bonfa talks for three hours at a time, and we've got to fill that silence. So we have also brought along uh, the serial pest, Dizar. Uh, it's great to be back, boys. Thank you. And, uh, boy, that was weird hearing from Brett Corey because he's had me blocked on social media for the last <laughs> six years. So that was, that was very weird. Talk about social media, Corey. Where can the listeners hit us up at? Uh, find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Um, these are one of the main questions. And Bretta, thank you for referring to him as the serial pest to get going. I'm glad you haven't forgot that because the, that's how you are known very well and truly in the Supercoach community, Dizza. Um Look, the one question we get, the, the listeners want to know, mate, what happened to YouTube? Uh, look, Corey, I don't, I don't have much time on my hands at the moment. As you probably know, the, the Supercoach Elites chat, I don't even message in there anymore. I've gone a bit like Brett, gone a bit missing. And um, I'll help out with your Discord a little bit, but that's all I can do. That's that's all I want to offer to the Elites anymore. You know, you, you messaged me at 11.30 and said Bombs has ditched. Apparently he's having some family troubles at home. And um, Brett is running late. Can I get on? And I thought, oh, you know, I'll help out for once. Like, I've... I'm pretty good at Supercoach, not going to lie. Like, I'm pretty high-ranked, so <laughs> people want my people want my opinions. And you know, we're, we're probably going to get the highest highest listener podcast to reach the internet this year. I can probably from any. I can guarantee half the listeners have tuned out as soon as they did. Yeah. Brad, I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't run Choo Choo, but that's okay. That's okay. Boys, it's, uh, it's an honor to be sitting here uh, with two absolute super coach minds like yourself. Brett, I know you haven't committed as much to your super coach <coughs> season as you normally do this year, but uh, you're still tracking all right, mate. Uh, Dizzy, you are absolutely flying. Uh, Bretta, how did you go last week? Where are you sitting uh, overall? And uh, what would you say about your season? Just so for the first time, uh, I'd almost say the first time listeners who are not used to your voice, Brett, uh, just to give them the background, me and Bretta ran this show for about three to four years every single week, just uh, just me and you. And then uh, the Express got on and it got a little bit too loud, so Bretta had to take a back seat. But uh, Bretta, how was your week last week and where are you at? Uh, so last week had a good week, had a really good week, dropped 2652, um, certainly improved since the last time we were on, I think I told you as I was 33,000th and then you didn't let me speak for the rest of the uh, podcast, fair enough to be honest, so I got my act together, I'm up to 11k now, I'm making good strides every week, but yeah, left uh, my run a little, little too late, that's for sure, and um, I'm going to have to make up for it next year and actually uh, focus a little more and actually put a bit of work into my team, can't just do the lazy thing, did it once, got away with it, but uh, Dizza, how you, how'd you go this week, how are you tracking? 
Uh, this week, Brett, was pretty ordinary, 2,570. I think that's just below pass. If you went below that, you're probably struggling a bit, Corey. Yeah, um, absolutely, yeah. Uh, ranked 9,400, so not the best season, but we'll take it. And like yourself, I just haven't had time to really put much into Supercoach this year as much as I'd like, but we'll take it. 9,000, it's not, not, not shit. Not bad. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe bad. <laughs> Imagine, imagine doing a super ghost podcast and having two blokes on here that have fucking put no time into it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's <laughs> <not fair. laughs> we're still ranked higher than you two. Do you know what, uh, do you know what the, the biggest laugh is? Is that we go, um, you know, you go week from week. Last week on top of the world, and I know Bonks was on here. He was uh, creaming my ass because I had Waitman in my team that scored well. All my rookies scored well. So I put out a really nice score for what was last week's standard. I had, uh, including still Cyborg and Bianco and Waitman, only just managed to scrape over 100 points. So that put me well and truly under par, ladies and gentlemen, with a 2378. Uh, and Waitman being the absolute fucking doggy is, the flea, uh, cost me a little bit of points there too. So, um, But that's it. That's the nature of the game. That's what happens when you play for league. And that's what we say all year. That Brett and Diz are, are no different. They're league players. Um, and we come out and we, we set our team for finals and then we go from there. So... I'm not trying to run out of trades before I get to finals. I need to play smart. I'm locked in the top four, and, and, and that's just how it'll be. Um, look, before we start, I, I mentioned this off the top of the show. I do want to shout out. I mean, we've got Herb that's in our Discord that we that we ride absolutely every single week, boys. Um, but I want to give a shout out to, uh, on Twitter, at SuperCoachMama, um, who's currently sitting, sitting second overall um, and is a big part of the Supercoach community. Uh, always, always active on Twitter and is absolutely flying since the second. So, look, if one of our own doesn't win it, I wouldn't mind uh, watching the, the you know, Supercoach mama get up there too. So, 100%, yeah. yeah I, know, I know that everyone here, all three of us, who are very active in the Twitter community or have been uh, previously um, a big fan there. So, I would love to see that happen. What did you say Herb was ranked again? Uh, I don't know what Herb is now, but we were riding him when he was you know, third and tenth and he, he he did stop listening to me at advice and I, I did give him some good tips. Like some <laughs> players I recommended I think have averaged like one thirty since. But um I don't think good on him. Hopefully hopefully finishes top one hundred. Um look we're not really gonna talk about rooks too much because I think the I think the consensus here is right now if you're downgrading you, unless you're absolutely out of and you've got nothing there um as backup, you go into a one oh two um, the most popular, obviously, being the, the young pie boy, uh, Giveny, how do you pronounce it? Ginevan. Ginevan. Um, being the, the most popular there, I, I just think that if you go on a mid-forward, it's almost a no-brainer, you get the swing. Um, you've also got the, uh, the uh, North Melbourne ruck forward, who seems to be brought into a lot of teams probably in a couple of weeks previously. Um... Look, I, I want to have a talk with you two right now, and especially almost you here, Dizza. For the last three, four weeks, we've shouted Jordan Degoe on this pod uh, like no tomorrow, <laughs> especially, I suppose, you, you two here, Bretta. Um, a lot of questions about Raul Marshall, and we keep hampering on about how you do not pick Marshall, and the obvious one was Degoe ahead of that. Now, Diz, you brought in Degoe last week. Brett, did you bring in Degoe a couple of weeks ago? I brought in the goey four weeks ago. Yeah, I got it. That was almost like a, a a lazy thing where I was like, I don't really care how my season's going. It's just fun. I like him. So yeah, yeah it, works it worked out. Real well. Um, it, are you two in the same boat that it's not Royal Marshall? It 110 percent has to be Jordan Degoey. Yes, the way he's playing at the moment. Yes. 
Yeah, and we saw him do it last year. Like, he's not a one-trick pony. It's not like he's just burst onto the scene. He's got the role, plays in the ruck, so there's heaps of hit-out points, which they love. Um, even someone like Charlie Dixon only plays a little bit in the ruck, and he just gets three points in his time in there. So Marshall's a, a better version of that. Um, and it's one of those things we always talk about, like your Nat Fyce, your Josh Kellys. We don't like starting him at the start of the season because they're injury-prone. But with six weeks to go or whatever it is, um, don't even think twice. He's just got to make it through five weeks, six weeks, and yeah, you're absolutely flying. And I would bet on him to get through that, even though he has been quite injury prone. Now, I know you both. Oh, sorry, it is. I also don't want to sound too biased, but watching the game on the weekend, too, it looks like Robert Harvey's using his resting of Dugowie up forward, too. Yeah. And Dugowie's that player. If you're not if you're not set up back, like got the structure up back to already set up to stop him, he is hard to stop. He's a quality forward, and I think one out, he's just he's going to kick a bag of goals some games too as well as having plenty of disposals. High ceiling there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, look, my next question, uh, you know, just because you touched on it there, Bretta, um, Josh Kelly owners have to be worried again. I mean, obviously not wrong term, but with uh, Whitfield out, I now, like I said, I know you don't tune in every week, but the correlation between Josh Kelly's points and Whitfield being out of the side. Um, I mean, you just go have a look at the pure numbers in Supercoach format. It's astronomical. Uh, should Josh Kellyanders be worried this week? I mean, obviously you're not going to trade, but should there be danger signs with Whitfield out of that team? Um, I think there's always that thought in the back of your head that it could happen together. But um, I think you, you look at it that Kelly has been so good through that midfield that I think you're not going to change anything too drastically now. You tried to make it work through the season. Um, and you've also... You've got Cornelio coming back pretty soon. I'm pretty sure he'll slot in as that high half forward. They'll use him as that creator. They've found a few players too. Like they're, they're a more complete side now. They're not having to experiment with things. And I think they're at the point where they can trust Cali to play in his best position, which is on the ball because he has been so, so, so good. So I don't think I'd be worried. If I had Cali, I still expect him to pop 120s each week, but I'm not going to be vice-captaining or captaining him. Taranto Green will uh, will take that brunt, and I just think when Whitfield's out of that team, it does so much to him. Obviously, you're not going to trade him. You're at the freaking back of the season. Um, it was just something I was thinking about that you said his name. Uh, do you have anything to add on that? Or no, nah, I nah, completely nah. agree with Brett. Um, it didn't change him. It didn't change him on the weekend when Whitfield went, and Whitfield went down really early. I think that was a nice little safe sample size that nothing changed. And they, it, like, who are they going to bring I think in? That you to go take into a game with the structure, though. You're not going to change it mid-game. You know what I mean? Fair. Um, yeah, that's fair. Where is is I seriously worry about that? I mean, I'm not a Kelly owner, um, but you know, you mentioned oh, yeah. you're not going to trade him, you're not going to see him, you're not going to captain him. Um, yeah. But there's just there has not been one game this year where he's put out a, a real high supercoach performance without Lockie Whitfield in the team. Um, look, my main question that I have to ask before we get into the the actual fan questions, uh, sorry, the Patreon questions, because that's where uh, we cover most of our content now. Uh, Shy Bolton and Steel Side Bottom owners. What the fuck do they do? do? Where are we at? Is that a serious worry? I mean, Cybottom's role is three weeks ago, he was around the ball, high half forward. Now he's nowhere near the ball. With the, Obviously, I think the correlation between the rise of Dugowie as a midfielder. Uh, I thought Josh Dacos going down would almost help steal there, but uh, seems to have gone the opposite way where Rob Harvey's kind of just moving him, using him more as a floater more than anything. Um, do we expect someone like Steele to turn it around? And those who have trusted Shy Bolton, um, we'll take this as a two-part question, but those who have trusted Shy Bolton, uh, do they need to seriously worry about 
almost his lack of influence in games at the moment, or is he that much of a talent that he can turn this around? Um, he's still up around the ball. It's just with how poor Richmond are, and it's almost that correlation. Or is it, are we going to get to the back end of the season, a Richmond going to lift where naturally Bolton's going to get better as well? Um, Brett, I will start with the with the side bottom uh, kind of thing with you. Yeah, I think side bottoms that's trouble because it's all roll with him. He's he's good enough to get the ball and use it and do wonderful things, but um, probably like one in every four games is a disaster, and not just a you know sixty points disaster. We're talking thirties and fifties and stuff like that. Like um, I think he's had two. Has it been the past two weeks or two of the last yeah, three? Two he's weeks, been, thirty-three and fifty-seven back to back. Yeah, just and it's just there's no role. Like you said, when Dacos went down, I. Same thing, expected Steele to cruise up and down that wing. But John Noble's taken that role. It's as weird. Like, he plays, obviously, that high half back too, but he's living out on that wing too. Um, Polter went out of the side. We thought maybe their side bottom could just, you know, slip in, take that spot there. Didn't happen. So I don't see a situation at the moment where Steele gets a role that you can depend on. And I think he's still worth almost 450K. So I wouldn't be against moving him now while he still has value. And going and getting a Dagoe or a Marshall is a sideways trade. Yeah, I agree with Brett there too. On um, side bottom, I can't see him moving or changing roles in that team, especially the players that come into the midfield as well for Collywood. Like, I'm not a big fan of him, but Callum Brown come in and dominated on the, on the weekend and so, yeah, there's no room for him in the midfield. And like Brett said, there's probably no room for him on the wings. He's going to be just sitting on that half-forward flank. Are we not worried that with, you know, most teams being probably four or less trades and an upgrade or two to go, that it's too risky going side-bottom now? I mean, if you're playing for overall, I couldn't imagine you'd be flying with side-bottom anyway. So it'd probably be most league teams. Is it, um, about that? Is it one that you just run to finals sort of risk of losing an extra 30, 40K? Um, try and finish him on your bench, or is it an, an absolute no Because the next question is, is, is where does it go? I mean, Dugowie's there, yeah. Marshall's there, yeah. Um, Stringer's there, yeah. But we're banking on three or three or four weeks of Dugowie becoming that midfielder. Can we bank on that for the rest of the year? I mean, obviously Harvey there. Stringer, the same thing. They've... Um, They've got Dylan Shield to come back. Is there a way when Dylan Shield comes back into that side? And Ryan Marshall, me and Bonds talk about this every week. How can you trust a man that's had three foot injuries in a season? I mean, where does it go to? Because you're assuming that most teams have Zorko, Dangerfield, Zeebel, Martin Hall. And is it a Bailey Dale? Or, or, or what do you do? Yeah, so um, it is a really good point. I guess, how many trades would you say? Say you had one upgrade left to do, no coin. Um, and you were considering moving side bottom, how many trades would you need in the bank to work with to move side bottom? Would it be, four. you know, you do one, see four, yeah. So you do your one sideways, one to get your cash, one for your upgrade, you've got one spare. Is that how we're sort of that's looking how, at it? That's how I would want to be. Yeah, yeah. I think what if, but I'm also thinking if I'm sitting top four, um, I think you're fifth or sixth, Corey, you're in a pretty, but you're in a strong spot, I think. Uh, you're talking about a different league in in the main yeah. league, I'm, I'm my main league. I'm locked top four. So okay, look at that situation. You're locked top four. I'm not moving side bottom yeah. because I feel like I can use that trade as in a more valuable way come where, finals where time. You think if you're potentially missing finals or you have to go make the move? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're sitting ninth and you have to win, um, I'm going max points every week. That's that's just the way I play. I like league. I'm happy to take a crazy overall dip and. You know, have a crack at making finals. Take the risk. Where, but I, 
Diego. Yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're not in finals, you have to do everything you can to make finals, don't you? Where if yeah, you, you're exactly. in finals, you've got to be that. So yeah, you have to be safe. Yeah, exactly right. So I'd, um, if you're safe, top four, you don't make a move. You That trade is so, so, so valuable. But yeah, I guess you wait until you have to win to make the move. Yeah. If you have to win to make finals, you do it. If you really want to make top four and you're, you're playing someone who's maybe a little weaker than you and you can really capitalize there, you make the move. If you're locked in the top four, there's just there's just no reason to do it. You just um because then all of a sudden you go into the week right and um I don't know your side bottom and Zorko miss three weeks. There you got one trade where everybody else is all of a sudden fielding Brockman and Finlay McRae getting six points each with no trades. There's your one trade. It's worth 100 points a week and you're in finals. You've just flown past everyone. I love it that you put six points there too with Finlay McRae because it's so accurate. yeah I know. Um, uh, look, hopefully people don't have both of them, and I assume most won't, but I imagine there'd be teams out there with them. Um, these are the Shy Bolton question that I posed before. What what do you think now happens with, with Shy? Like I said, do Richmond... Be- He's coming good. He's going to Rich- come good. Do Richmond become a better team and Shy Bolton improves, or, um, you know, what, what happens? Well, Richmond's going to have to live if they're obviously in a lot of strife. And they're playing for that final spot where the players like Shy Bolt and Dusty and that are going to have to lift. And he wasn't too bad against Collingwood yeah, on the weekend. He was around. The he was around the ball a lot. Yeah, he, he uses it a little bit better. He's cracking 100, 110. I'd I'd still hold him. I've got him. I'm still holding him. I still think he's got potential big scores coming out. And I'm pretty confident he'll go over 110 this week. Well, there you go against Brisbane. Bretta. Um, Bolton's fine. I think it's the, the polar opposite with the side bottom thing. So he came back round 15. The role wasn't there. He wasn't didn't have the legs, played forward. You, you write that week off because that's not what he is. That's not what he's doing right now. Then he came back the week after. He didn't score well, but he played a lot more midfield, looked okay. And then against Collingwood in a losing team where there was huge points in the last quarter and Richmond didn't get near it, he still dropped mid-80s. He had, like you said, 26 touches. So where a side bottom doesn't have that role, he's not getting near it. He's floating high half forward. He looks lazy. There's so much talk about it. He's just not interested. Um, you look at Bolton, it's must win every week now. He's playing a lot of midfield time. He's a very damaging player. And when they're winning, he's just flying in with the points. He's like that... Um, same thing with sort of Zorko. Like, he will be on 10 points, 10 points, 10 points. All of a sudden, Brisbane go on a five-goal run. He's like 90. Bolton's like a lesser version of that, where when Richmond are rolling, he just racks up points because everything he does is damaging, and he's doing it in the midfield where he's going to get the ball. I'd move side bottom in a, a must-move situation. I wouldn't move Bolton. I don't think you're going to get much more out of him. Next question I have just on the Bolton thing and something that I think Bolton owners should worry about. Richmond played Brisbane this week. Richmond played Geelong following week. They lose these next two games, they're not making the top eight. That leaves them with Fremantle, Kangaroos, GWS, and Hawthorne in the final run, and they're all very winnable. Um, are we not worried that if they manage to lose a couple in there, that you could get to a semi-final or a grand final week where Shy Bolton plays that half-forward flank role because they want to go try RCD and a couple of those other younger boys at the back end of the season to see what they've got to replace... Etc. Next year, I don't think if they lose the next two, I don't know if they are out of the eight though, because you look at you look at the teams right on the border. You got West Coast, they're four points ahead. St Kilda, four points ahead. So Richmond lose two, 
they and the Eagles and Saints split their next two to win one each, which is no guarantee. They suck two at the moment. Um, then all of a sudden you look at that run. They're two games behind with four left, with four very winnable games. I still think that they're going to be within a sniff deep into the back end of the season, and he's going to be playing that midfield role. And worst-case scenario, they get bounced. West Coast and St. Kilda bury them over the next two weeks. They lose both of them. He's still around the ball, and they're going to beat up on some lesser teams or at least be competitive in those games. Like, I don't want to write off the ruse because they're showing that anybody can beat anybody, but they'll be competitive in those games. Anything that is, is No, I agree with Brett. agree with Brett. I don't think Richmond's a quite the team to go try new things when they're down to. They need wins. They need to keep their fans real keen, especially for next season. Yeah, but I also think they need to see what they've got. I, I think Richmond seriously need to see what they got. Richmond, the, the one worry with with the Tigers that they've got, I think now too, is is a lot of that. A lot of that list is getting past. You know, their key players. And, and I'll never knock Cochin because I think he's a, a tremendous leader, but he don't have a lot, a lot of pace left. I think Edwards is kind of a back end of now. Rewalt's there too. It's, I, I think they need to start. It, it, look, they will play as hard as they can to make finals and end up with the Tigers off because they're a team that could win the last six games from here as well, make finals and be unstoppable. <coughs> You know, yeah, they, they could win yeah. a flag for me. You know, like I agree, I completely agree. At all. So, um, I'm not trying to shit on them completely. I just think the second that they are could be out, and, and you don't trade Bolton this week. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate while we're here as well. Um, head across to the question. You boys got them up? Yes, sir. Get them up now. All right. Uh, Salah Terra, I have gone in, sad to say, way too many Brownlow top 20 multis. On the weekend, he seemed to be back in the ruck more predominantly, and it was less shared with Jackson. Do you think, based on success they had with it, they'll revert back to the old ways of Gorn being more of the solo ruck? Breda. I think if they do, it'll only be for two to three weeks at a time. Jackson's such a good talent. They're going to try and make it a ruck share over over time. It's coming, and it's going to get worse and worse, and I don't think we'll see as many people starting Gorn next year, that's for sure. The main problem is now, too, is is rest Gorn as much as you can leading up to finals. Absolutely, and 100%. I'm not, I'm not talking about, like, he's going to miss games or he's going to go sit on the floor. Up forward. Mate, yeah, no shit. They love Gorn up forward. Yeah. yeah. He goes up forward and gets results. We're not going to love it. I'll tell you that much. We're going to hate it. And I can guarantee you that there may be a couple of teams just on current form that run into a into a grand final and uh, sideways a Gorn to Darcy or something like that. Don't go do it now. You'd have to have an abundance of luxury trades to do it. But uh, yeah, Jackson has developed into such an amazing player. He's not you know he's not even close to the rising star on their team. That's uh, that's James <laughs> Jordan's uh, role there too. So, um, but I think as Gorn owners, we have something serious to worry about. And I think next year, we're going to come into a season where it's going to be Grundy and someone else potentially is the number one um, because Jackson's too good as a talent to, to ignore. Diz? you got to remember, too, Gorn's pretty much... Th- I think he's 30 years old now, too. So he's he's not getting any younger. He's a big body. He's going to need that that little break. He's not going to be the same kind of ruckman that he was. And yeah, you're talking to the guy that founded Max Gorn here. Yeah, oh my gosh, you remember that? That was unreal. I think I think next year you might stay clear of him. Wasn't your team named Max Gorn for like three years? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the funniest part too is is 
this is why we talk when we're talking about trading steel and, and Bolton and and all that shit as well. And you know, it's it's all a little bit of fun and games. Um, you, you got to remember that this is the kind of player that could be rested in a game before a final series. Oh yes, yeah. You know, they're they're locked in top four or top one or top two, mate. Uh, you know, Max Gorn with a couple of weeks off. Ugh. That um, one trade, or how good would it be then to have that one trade no, where we don't, we don't have cover? Um, Nards two 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 Marshall question mark. No, Jordan the going. Jesus, thank you, Brenna. Um, I like it, but I'll put it out there. I prefer to goey, and you mentioned him too before Bailey Dale. I prefer Bailey Dale, which I don't think a lot of people have. So, um, value for money, Marshall's fine. The Goey Dale Stringer do not pick Marshall because I'm going to say the same fucking thing the whole season, and and I know you two don't listen to the pod every week, but I promise you, with Raul Marshall being a forward at the start of next year, he'll be locked into my side. Same. I promise yeah. you that. The reason you do not pick it here, Nards, and don't be a fucking smartass because I know you listen to the podcast every single week. You do not pick a player who's had three operations this year. This year. <laughs> Well, not three operations, three injuries, and, and three pretty bad injuries to a leg. Fuck, what's he scored too, mind you? What, 90 and 96 back-to-back weeks? Yeah, but what's side-bottom what side no, score? No, yeah, I'm weeks. not putting side-bottom in the trade-in discussion. I know, but I just want to be annoying, so... Yeah, so, yeah. that's it. I mean, those, so those three, yeah. Well, the thing is, for his price, there's better options, and you're guaranteed to not have one of those other ones. Shit, there's going to be a week where he goes sits up forward for the whole game. Paddy Ryder is just sold right, like... Don't be stupid. Relax, Mania. Supple, Jack, Steele, Brownlow. Odds and thoughts. Heaps of one, two votes if eligible. I love that the Brownlow talks just fucking ramped up. Blunt's winning it. Steele's going to be right up there. Yep. I'm I'd love to hurt. see. I, I wish Tuka was available to win it too. I wish he didn't. Still hurt from last year with back and Jack Steele. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I think Bond does win it this year. Not unfortunately. Bond fucking wins this by a landslide. I'm hoping McRae still needs to vote off him. Still's probably got six votes Darcy, over the last two weeks. Darcy Parrish second. Fucking find your third leg and make that your fucking... Clary? Multi. Mate, uh, Darcy Parrish outvoting Clary. Yeah, but third, I'm saying Clary. Uh, find it. Go find it. The only, the problem with Clary is is watch how many games where Gorm will snag a, a two instead of... Petrarca. And Petrarca's taken three off him when he shouldn't, like... That, that, that's a team that's going to steal votes off his side. Don't worry about that, McRae. I know Brett will like this, but uh, the goalie's got six in the last two games, and he's going to get three <laughs> each game in the next six. So he's going to be on 24 still votes. So if you enough. think that's top three worthy. Still not enough. Um, Froffy's 94. Good day, Corey. And Bumps, even though Bumps isn't here. Looking for some must-get this week. Looking for some must-get this week. If yeah, there is any moves, CCJ and Poulter to Danger and Sharp last week, and now they have Jordan on field as a final rookie. Note, I have two... T- uh, top, have two. top two. Top two. In my main cash league, and would be very open to a no-trade week. PS short on field, dumbass Luke Tom on 97% of 120. I never, never... Not dumb. Not dumb. Never apologize for that. No, that's not dumb. I would have done it too. 100% I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Just uh, that's, that. that's a no-trade. That's a big no-trade, by the way. You're fine. Your team's great. You're locked in top two. Save that trade. Agreed. Oh, it's four trades. Four trades. Oh, he's got to make two to upgrade. Yeah, he's only got 12, 12K in the bank. I, I don't mind moving James Jordan now. I don't mind James Jordan down to a 102. 
Why down? Loop Sharp and Bianco, you take anything over 50-odd. You you bank that cash there. James Jordan's break-even is going to be, I think, considerably higher than than what it's been over the past couple of weeks. Um, You know, normally bumps would just kind of segment me. I'm just trying to think if he goes, but think about this, if he goes Madden down, if he goes Madden down from 243 to Ginevan at 102. You don't do that shit yet. Do not do that shit yet. Let me click on James Jordan. Can someone click on James Jordan? It fucking will not. Supercoach website will not load for me. What is it you're trying to find out about James Jordan? Uh, he's break even. Oh, I'll get that in one second. Let's find out. How's um, Bonfire and South Bonfire? That's what you think. You're not, you're not going one up, one down. Um, you definitely. Why would you not? I, uh, he's going to drop. Yeah. This, this is what I mean. So he's got top two lock jam. James Jordan, I mean, James Jordan could hit 95, so if you want to take that risk, take it. But James Jordan to a 102, you've got Sharp and Bianco that you can loop in that spot this week. I mean, what's it going to cost you? Maybe 10 points. I mean, Sharp's been yeah. pretty fucking good, but if not, it's 10 points. I love Sharp off that fucking halfback flank, man. So I do I, so do I. Love it. And, I. and I went and got it just because I knew that, you know, I had Bianco and a whole bunch of other shit there that in three weeks he'd be worth more than all of them. Um, so I don't mind Sharp being that. At worst, you know Bianco's going to pop a 50-58. Um, so I think Sharp's break, uh, thing becomes 59.5. You take max value out of James Jordan. You give the other boys a couple of weeks to get you to finals, and then you pop two there, and you're getting Took Miller or fucking... Who's Parish. Parish. Parish or Took, yep. Yep. Yeah, I love it. And I just think that that's, uh, that's almost the no-brainer here. He's still got Highmore too, so I think you can just let um, Highmore continue. Well, Highmore with another 97 on the weekend. So you just let Highmore be the one there, and then with your four trades, trade out Highmore, trade out Sharp. It's up to a midfielder, and then you've got a nice, powerful little bank balance if anything goes wrong or you get into the grand final and you want to chuck money on Taranto, Green, Bolton, Fucking, you know, uh, short to oh, you wouldn't do that because short's got that whole role there. But you know what I mean. Like you've got that yeah. bank balance that you can go get if something goes wrong, or you get into a flag, you go get the premium. Yeah, yeah, it keeps love it. Up. You go get a big Darcy in a grand final. Stephen May to Callum Mills or Lee. Uh, he said, secondly, looking back over the years so far, what was your best and worst trade? Dan and Erheny for him was his worst, and five to steal for thirty k was his best. I mean, we won't look back. We'll, we'll recap at the end of the year. But if you boys can think of your best and worst, what would it be? Uh, Steel mid-year. It's been sensational. Um, what would be my worst? Not not trading Dangerfield. Not trading Dangerfield at the start when he got injured that first week. That was my worst non-trade. Or, yeah. My, um, my best trade was... Um, oh, my worst trade, sorry, was... Uh, when Flynn went down from GWS, I went and picked up what's his name from Sydney, and then he went oh, down that night. Hickey. Yeah, we're at your bucks, and Brett walks in and goes, Oh, Hickey just done his knee. Yeah, oh, everyone's happy to see him again. Everyone's pissed. I'm sober. Hickey's injured. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember my best trade. Yeah, my best would arguably be that steel one as well. And it's not so much the fact that I got steel at the price we got in for it, it was that me and Bombs religiously screamed at each other on the podcast that week that I told him that steel was the no-brainer to get and he wanted to be an arrogant fuck, even though he still ended up picking at him that weekend because I yelled at him that much and he just popped off ever since. 
My yeah. worst, I've got two. I traded Highmore ahead of someone else at 190k, which oh. absolutely fucking cooked me. And you know, Bretto, I do that every year. I did uh, the same thing. Yep. And uh, the other one was waking up on the Sunday after the Bucks. And I mean, like Sunday afternoon, you boys know how uh, rats yep. are. <laughs> yeah, a couple of one too many substance abuses going on in there. But, uh, <laughs> Waking up and trading in Tom De, De Conning to get the win from Carlton after one game. <laughs> Got me the win, but uh, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history there. So that was by far my worst. Uh, and we always say, uh, don't drink in Supercoach. And I, rec- mm-hmm. I strongly recommend uh, nothing else out there as well, too. Did so, someone say KFC? Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Taranto is apparently Italian for cannot kick a footy <laughs> shit. Bloke needs 25 cuddles a week to ton for fuck's sake. I love it that Frogger, everywhere he comes in here, he's never got a question. It's, it's either a bad meme or just a statement. Talking about Italians and GWS, you remember that time when Supercoach changed Coniglio's name to Rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a good little fuck around for a week. Um, Whitwash, good day, boys. Should we trade Whitfield? I can go Whitfield Danger, Field via DPP, which means I need one mid-upgrade spot with two trades left. One of Madden, Tracy Bianca will be filling the spot until I upgrade. Thanks. Check the team. I mean, we, you really should have let us know where you're sitting at in leagues and what's going on and and... and the rest, but fuck me, I don't think so because your forward line is no. almost in a little bit of trouble there. Uh, no, you don't, you don't no. do it. You hold Whitfield. I mean, you take that Murphy shit hit this week. You need to go upgrade that last forward spot, my friend. Because and why is Rory, why's Rory Laird in your midfield? He's, we argued. We've, we've had this conversation with him all year. <laughs> um, what's it called? Um, Whitfield could miss two games. It depends on their fixture. He's fine, they reckon, to play, but it depends on the um, the floating fixture, what day. Yeah, yeah, the only they, way uh, you, you trade it is if we find out that news and you know you have to win to make finals. Yeah, then you go get your danger. Because I'm, I'm giving you a story here, Wit. You go do that, mate. I, I promise you, you come into the grand final or you come into finals and the best you can go get is a 450k mid, you're going to be screwed. Well, if it forward. goes, yeah, I guess, yeah. If, but if, yeah. Line. yeah, but so what would he do? He'd go Whitfield out, Laird to the defense, Dangerfield to where? The forward line. Forward. Then he's got Degoe, Bolton, Martin, Zorko, Zebel. He's got a stack forward line. But then the midfield's a spot short. Which he has only Bianco for cover. So he'd need to find a way to up. And you do not, there's not a lot of cash gen to get that fixed. Because the problem when you trade... Oh, well, hang on. He could have a, a he could have a pot shot at Guthrie. But the problem, um, is, the problem is with that is then that's no trades. Also, they announced the round 19 fixture and GWS is playing on the Saturday. What does that mean for him? Is he allowed? He's okay, isn't he? Okay, so he's fine. That, that would be 13 days. Yeah, hold Whitfield. Hold Whitfield. Yeah, hold it, field, write it out. You'll get more value out of holding. Charlie V, Hall or Marshall? Also, my right on this, I need Hall to score under 99 points in this game to win his league and make finals. He's currently on 40, and he done it. <laughs> he scored like 120, didn't he? 115. Yeah, yeah Bretta, it's a good week for you. I'm getting I'm getting Aaron Hall this week. Okay. I know. I'm so glad. The abuse I copped on the last podcast. I've never been called so many swear words in my life. I can't even remember half the names you were suggesting to me as well. It's going to get fucking legit. I'm going to fucking 
bottle. I hope he does. I hope <laughs> I've got him and I love him and I hope he. That's a horrible. A little to wish upon. Someone. Nah, I just no. I want a hammy tightness that lasts eight weeks, you know, and he just cruises off into the sunset and has a lovely vacation and then comes back and dominates next year. You'll love this, Mickey Raucus, Charlie Dixon to round out his <laughs> Clearly, this is a question for you, Corey, because Bonds wouldn't know a solid pod if one kicked him in the dick. So, so Mickey, which Mickey Ryan has shouted fucking him for weeks and Bombs bagged it, bagged it, bagged it. And then Bombs actually pulled up how good his stats had been last week. Have you boys seen Charlie Dixon's average? Um, I've traded for him in draft in round eight. Have you seen what happened in round eight? He just popped. It was the start of his run. He hasn't missed since. Animal. Everything goes through him. I love it. I actually love it. And it's one of those ones in finals. But I tell you what, if I've got Charlie Dixon coming up against my steel side bottom or shy Bolton, I'm a little bit worried. Yeah, he's getting those ruck minutes too. It's seven hitouts, two tackles, and two disposals that take him from that 80 to that 100 plus every single week, and it's great. You absolutely love it. I like him. Huge fan. Yeah. I think he's great. Good. Your boys, hard round for me. Whitfield went down and Lyons very average. And to top it off, reckon Bonfire has had the biggest score in Divi 2 for the year and kicked me right in the balls while I'm down. <laughs> Looking to upgrade another mid, but the, with Whitfield out for at least a week, might need to get high more for cover and run lead back in defence. Or do I just trade and hope the primo mid I can get big for a few weeks? Five trades, 270k in the kitty. Did we mention Bob's score at the start? Did I bring that uh, up? Oh, no, should have shouted out. 2700 and something. 2707. He's yeah, good score. And managed Great to school. not come on a pod. He has yeah. sucked. I'm not even joking. He has sucked for three weeks straight. Has been flat as shit as the, every single pod starts. <laughs> so the 2707 does not rock not up. Yeah. Um, thank God for everyone that he didn't rock up. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Yeah. We've probably saved 45 minutes on this pod. Yeah. Uh, fucking, I tell you what. I tell you what. Now, now can I, I'm just going to ask you two something because... We've shut on this all year. Thoughts of going into the season with a with a non-playing player? Yuck. I don't like it. Nah. And that, and this is what we say. The amount of teams I've seen five, and the amount of teams defending themselves, starting him, oh, he was a great loop, he was a great loop. No. You now don't have Briggs playing. You don't have a fucking 102. Think about how many players Reeves. The amount of cash gen lost throughout the year because of that dickhead on your bench, A5. Next year, I tell you what, if you're in the Discord and you come at me with a, a non-playing rookie at the start of the year, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and it's like you're going you're gonna to miss on so many rookies anyway. Why oh, not shit. take another shot at another one? That's like, it. you got to get Anything over the last three years, it's a different game now. Just don't be fucking stupid, and that's all yeah, I'm going to yeah. say. So many teams are like, trying to find that last little bit of cash to upgrade their teams, and... It's, yeah, literally had a free shot and making potentially 300 grand and you just pissed it down the toilet like, nah, I'm good. I'll just run the loophole. I'll get a loophole for, for what? You're going to get a loophole anyway after round two. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about Lions ever. Lions is still all right. You're, he's okay. Uh, you hold Whitfield for the week. You go with Bianco and Highmore. Yort, I mean, unless you fucking seriously need to throw a dart at the board and, and get a win. Um, whereas Whitfield becomes... What's he got? He's got a lot of the big boys there. Who's he missing? Oh, Ryan, I think. Luke Ryan, even though Luke Ryan was pretty average on the fucking weekend, to be honest. Um, he's got Laird in the midfield. Oh, yeah, okay, beautiful. Yeah, you go get a midfielder if you need to do it. Um, but what else has he got? He's still got Danaher up forward, which is a, is a hard burn to deal with. Um, yeah. 
Which, who's the forward he's missing? Nah, he's got the, he's got the top five. So now he's going to yeah. decide who he wants. So yeah, so he's that's got that. 270k in the bank, though. So Danaher, Danaher to, to go. Whoever. Danaher to the goey, I don't mind. Danaher to Dale. Like, yeah. I don't, um, if he moves Laird to defence for Bianco, but then he's got no one to go up, does he? That's tough. Yeah, and then you got you got to go yeah sharp in the midfield with an Edwards and a, oh no you got Cripps there yeah no yeah, sharp in the midfield yeah so led led to Bianco yeah led to Bianco just switch switch those two play led yep. defence for Whitfield this week uh, sharp on field uh, with Cripper um, yeah and I think I... Danaher it's time to trade Danaher yeah nailed it I just uh, ask you guys a question I'm just looking at this Wags team and clearly Edwards was going to be the sub. Oh, you know what? He sent it in before Monday, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's all good. Yeah. <laughs> or just saying, I thought he must have tried the loophole Paddy Cripps with Edwards. I was thinking, geez, that was risky. <laughs> uh, Stevenson looking good, worth bringing in as an F6. No. Oh, Abel, go home. Go home, Abel. You laughed at me with the goalie. Go home, Abel. Um, with, and here, now this is a better question. With Juliet is short a contender for a top six defender, and you've got to remember, that's from here to the back end of the season. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. Abel, you know how angry I was at fucking short. He was so close to going to Mills, it wasn't even funny. Poor. I didn't know you had that anger towards him. I thought he was all right throughout the year. Oh, man, he's, go have a look at his weeks before Huli got injured again. Yeah, it was like 64. Yeah, it was like 64. It was like... How did I miss that? How did I not even pick? I don't oh, pay man, enough. absolutely atrocious. Absolutely atrocious. Oh, um, we never had him as unique, so you didn't worry about it. Yeah. Bro, I started, I started him this year. Yeah, but you yeah, probably had Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas I definitely did. Uh, Ruboy 23, Hall or Dugowie? Taking my bias out of it, Hall. And depends on cash situations and... I think Hall's yeah, a, right. a no-brainer. There is so much. Oh, yeah. There is so Hall's much. Hall's a safe hundred. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm comfortable. It's funny, Brett, because I'm comfortable to go it now because there's that data behind it and there's that sample size and there's, you know, the no injury. I mean, the fact that does not change. Like, he's so injury prone. But I just think that the goey role could change because he's that good up forward. You know, I think the goey's one game away from going to kick in five against fucking no one. Like, I think Aaron Hall is—he's just a ball magnet. North play the most fucking ridiculous style of football. It does not make any what a, sense. What happens if you got to burn an extra trade to get that eighty k after Aaron Hall from Dugowie? You do it. You do it. If, but say I uh, say you had a crystal ball and you could look into it, and it was a guarantee that one of them were going to completely fail. Who do you think is more likely to completely fail? Dugowie. What reasons? If role can change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Hall gets through the last six weeks. Aaron, Aaron, Fuck, Aaron, famous last words. Yeah, Aaron Hall's role won't change now. Because the biggest worry, the biggest worry we had with Aaron Hall was fucking um, McDonald's back and blah, blah, blah. And he went to the wing and obviously injury in six. The, the one thing with Aaron Hall, and it is I just, I cannot understand what kind of fucking mentality he has, is he handles to a bloke standing, and it's great for Supercoach, but he handles to a bloke standing two metres next to him and then he gets, gets it back. the ball back. Love it, absolutely love it. As a footballer, how fucking stupid is that? It's great. Add a few numbers to your contract. It's great. And they're flying. It's so good. Um, Mm. but who who's got a high ceiling? Dugowie definitely. Dugowie, yeah. Dugowie could go. Dugowie could be the number one averaging forward at the back end of the season. Yeah, it's pretty scary to think about. I strongly believe that. Like, yeah, fuck. 
Roll. It's all about roll. I don't. Th- I honestly think like you're, you're splitting them for whatever reasons. Whatever goes wrong, if anything goes wrong, you're not going to be able to predict. It's oh, going to be nice. chance. And you like, know the one thing. Both great picks. You know, I, I spoke about Richmond before, and I spoke about playing different plays and positions and doing that. You got to remember, Collingwood's not going to do that because Robert Harvey is almost coaching for a shot to be a contender. Not to yep. be the coach. He's coaching for a shot to be a contender. Be coach. Yep. Yeah. So he, he, if he thinks Dugowie is his best midfielder, he ain't fucking moving from that midfield. Yep. And he's not moving from that midfield. Yeah. So, look, I, look, I don't hate it. And, Dizza, I think, I, honestly, I, I think that you want to say Dugowie. I think you're almost just trying to be too safe. <laughs> Have you got Hall? No. Yeah. No. So your answer should be Dugowie. Yeah, I said to go. I said depends on cash. Depends on cash situation. Easily, your uh, your most consistent answer is normally the best answer. But and it also depends if you're playing for the league and you need to get that final swap. To go is that unique option that, like I've I've taken that risk to get myself into finals in my cash league, was getting to go. Yeah, a great and it paid off. The, the safest way to do it, the safest way to answer that question is Aaron Hall. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah. go win something. It's Jordan to go. Yeah, yeah, I also got to look at the goey last week was on 50 or 60 at three-quarter time. Yeah. But if he didn't have that last quarter like he did, he probably wouldn't have been as good. And uh, you'd probably be having this discussion and going, yeah. well, easily Aaron Hall. And Bombs is in here too because Bombs would be absolutely smashing Jake Stringer in this argument. You know, he's <laughs> on, on fucking... Mate, he has been shouting Jake Stringer for as long as I've been shouting Dugowie. Yeah. <laughs> he's fucking all about him. Uh, Dunkley back this week. That was just Rue Boy. Um, yeah, I, I get it, but what 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 are the Risky. dogs? Yeah, what do the dogs have to risk with yeah. with Dunkley? Go play him in a forward pocket. I mean, until like, we, until we make finals. yeah, then they're not gonna they're gonna they're not gonna rush him back into the midfield with the finals option there. Like, they don't want to risk him getting injured for finals. That's that's a player that wins you a premiership. And then they're not gonna risk him in full time midfield, leading up to that. Uh, Stewie, hey lads, what's thoughts on swapping Danaher to D- to Dudgoey? And now uh, is now the time to bring in Cam Guthrie in, or should I wait another week for his BE to drop? Stewart, Cam Guthrie back with 111 on the weekend. Was that factually correct, Bob, uh, Britta? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and he's got a break even of about 160 again this week. Nah, I think it's a little bit lower than that, but I think Eddie's going to drop. I don't know if it's 160. Um, but still, I like I like the way we're we're, we're going to get to go. I mean, uh, Guthrie. 150, sub. sorry, 150, sorry. We're going to get Guthrie sub 500. Um, yep. Whether you need to do it this week or next, uh, I if I can get Guthrie in one next week, I'll do it. Me too, and I don't think I'm going to be able to. But yeah, Have you guys like, gotten that five? No, I don't want five, man. Bro, I'll he's never only, pick He's five. only at 480k. For a reason. Uh, yeah, I, I think I trust Ken Guthrie's body more with no trades than I do Nat five. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Nat five, better footballer, better super coacher, but it, it, the body is... It's Russian rule at every single week. It's, it's and Cam, Cam Guthrie is fun to watch too because he does that thing you see with Aaron Hall where he hands oh, it off, gets it back, hands it off, gets it back. absolutely loves it. He's the cheapest like in the game. Guthrie's yeah. last five games, he's had three scores under 100. Yeah, he got injured. He got injured in two of them. Guthrie's coming back from injury. And he got injured in two of them. So this is why I think now that you start looking at Guthrie because you, you can bring that stat up but have a look at the, the 10 to 15 games before that. 
where he was the man who gets the ball and, and back on the weekend, you know, on the weekend, I don't see Guthrie touching the ball. I'm not talking about him. But yeah. he just looked back. He come back from a shoulder and a pretty nasty shoulder. He didn't look confident. He's now got a couple of games under his belt. He's starting to work in form. Now, this completely goes out the window if he goes out this weekend and is nowhere near the ball. You know, yeah. it's, we're avoiding Cam Guthrie, but you've you got to put it on the radar. You have to. And, and the 80 80 against the Bulldogs, I'm pretty sure he was like the top player on the ground when he got injured. Yeah. But this is, why I say, this is why I say it has to be if I can't do it in one, it's not, I'm not doing one. It. Because if I, can Agreed. Do, if I can do it, if I can do Cam Guthrie in two, I can do Took in two. You can probably do Darcy Parrish in two. You can do, you know, any of the premiums that you're missing in two. Yeah. And, exactly. And I think that's where you go. Uh, Dazza, hey boys, league focus, safe in finals, what's your suggestion? Got one upgrade, but have plebs like Sidey and Crips in his team. Uh, five trades, 165. Uh, Bolton, Sidebottom, Cripper. Oh, and Daz, you know, Caleb Daniel as well. Daz, you know I'm going to tell you the same thing, is you get your team fully upgraded, and then you have a look at fixing those mistakes. Yeah, get that full midfield. And injury, Dangerfield, Zorko, Nick Nat. I mean, you, you've got injury-prone players. Like, um, you know, an injury happens to any of them. You've got Lockie Whitfield who's just fucking knocked himself out, and you've probably sent this in before. I know you didn't. You sent this in yesterday morning. You know, Lockie Whitfield's missing this week. Like, you don't... If that comes to a final and that shit happens, you need to have the luxury trades there. So, the team... You're talking about league. The team has to be finished before you, you start moving those pieces around. Yeah, and you can do it with a, a Coleman Jones down to a cheap forward this week and then Bianco up. Like, one, like I know Bianco's not ready for whatever reason, but... Um, I consider it just that, you could also you could also go you could also go Nathan and Murphy up and swing Bianco into the defence. Yeah, that's true. I but like the, that too. Here's the thing, like Daz is in a great spot for finals as well. Like he, he's just said that. It's his first comment. Yeah. Murphy Murphy is a good score away and I, and I know it doesn't look like it's gonna happen from starting to pop. I mean Coleman Jones has to go. That's that's just a blatant obvious. But yeah. Bramble put a good game together on the weekend. Newcomb's probably a bit of Newcomb comes back to play as well. Bianco is one of those players that looks like he can pop. Like, you don't force trades. Like, when you've got one left, you don't force it if you're already making finals. Go, yeah. go into the trade period. The, the, the last round of the season, do two, go into the finals with three trades. I also didn't see that he had Bramble until right now, so I think I'd be waiting for him to max out. But, but Coleman, Coleman Jones down for sure. That's the yeah, one trade hey, like this yeah, week. He's, he's nowhere. Yeah. And then you, um, I'd even, yeah, no, you can't move Bianca. That's okay. Yeah, Coleman Jones down and just sit on it. You'll be okay. Uh, Is it a know. worry that he doesn't have any cover on the bench or the forward lines? Like if someone does go down? Coleman Jones still playing player. I hope for the best. That's what everyone's doing at the moment. Nah, because he's got trades there too, though. So this is what I mean. So this is why you be smart. If, if you're locked into league and you're playing for league, you run those trades to the back end of the scene. So you go Coleman Jones this week, you got four trades, yeah? And you hold. You run it all the way up until the final series. Someone comes out to the final, then you can fix that. Yeah, you love can it. Fix that there. I mean, you'd have to be so unlucky to have someone go down in, in round. And in if you're copying three, like he will say he goes one down, one up to finish his team. If he then has three players that get injured, it's likely that most teams are going to have at least two of those. Yeah. Which means people with less trades are going to have more problems. And that's worst case scenario. It actually probably works in his favour because he's got the trades to fix it. And, and look,
like I, I know you got I know he's got frustrating plays here, but a lot of those plays you only need to be good for four weeks. And exactly. Yeah, like Caleb Daniel can do that. Fucking Sidey can do it. Bolton, you know, we're all pretty confident he's going to do it. Crippers has started actually putting together some better football as yeah. of late. You know, it's yeah. the players that can do it. You've held them for this long, like. Yeah, you go safe. Hey, I just want to... I had a good conversation with Daz a couple of weeks ago. And we were talking about... Um, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. We were talking about the trades, the extra trades that go into a, a, you know, a year that we get a lot of very trade-happy uh, people who run Supercoach and are, are in charge <laughs> of what happens. And um, So... And Daz made a great point, is that, yep, these trades come in, but... They came in, what, over halfway through the year and and they came in at a time where they helped kind of a lot of people who were in great spots. And and it, it does, like I said, he got, he brought up just a fantastic point. He said, the fuck thing is, is if he knew that he was getting an extra two trades, he would have fucked off Bailey Dale when he got injured at the start of the year. Yeah. He would have made trades like fucking trading, you know, Paddy Cripps out. So this whole bringing in trades to cover absolute bullshit, last year we needed it. This year we didn't. Like to cover what one change in a buy round. Like to bring in those extra two trades, it really fucking injured people like Daz who have held on to players like Dale through injury and Cripper through being a shit and things like that. I just want to get your thoughts on that because when he was saying it to me like that, I, I was just, I couldn't agree more with him. I think it's fucked. Yeah, struggle teams get stronger and the bottom teams sort of try and scrape something together. I like the 30 trades. I like that it's difficult. I think that you don't deserve just by entering it to finish with a fully premium team. I think it should be a reward for making good trades, which is very, very tough to do. But then there's the flip side where it's like you can't predict injuries. and then. But then I guess you, you got 30 trades for that. But that was it. The two changed because one fixture changed, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah, this this year it wasn't needed. I was like, wow, that's really surprising. And I, I want to go back to an example for this too. You probably remember about six, seven years ago when um, Phil Walsh passed away. Yep. Yeah. And the Adelaide game called called off. There was no trades, extra trades given then. Yeah. It was nothing game. done. It was just it was cut to eighteen players or whatever. Yeah. Like I think it was this year. Yeah. But there was no extra trades. None of that bullcrap. Yeah, because you remember, like, people brought in a whole bunch of players. Like, I think Essendon Melbourne was the last game of the weekend, and then Connor McKenna supposedly had COVID, and the game got moved the whole round. Yeah. And it's like people had all – like, I remember that week I brought in – who did I bring in? I think I brought in Zach Merritt or someone that week. And I was like, that's actual garbage. Like, I literally just brought this guy in yeah. and I missed out. That was, a, that was a time to bring in extra trades because yeah. it's like everyone's struggling – it's chaos. We don't know what's coming. It's getting worse. Now we know what's up. We know how it's working. We have things in place. One game is going to be adjustable. And then you get the reward of um, having those players later on. I'd love to go back to 24 trades. With, with, such, a big, uh, with such a big prize money on the line for Supercoach, it's, it's meant to be tough. It's not yeah. meant to be easy. And the guy that's in charge, you all know, he's got me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> Fuck him. There's only two people who got me blocked. They're both wankers. Yes, Brett. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, um, but he's just, he wants the easy way out of everything. And the easy way out for him is adding more trades. Uh, Frogger, with the final question. Good day, fellas. Must win league situation. Got Woofield out and Bianco down back. If I have to pull the trigger on a trade, we'll only have around 420 to spend on a defender. Any ideas? <laughs> Luke, <laughs> someone else. Um, 
So he who does he want to move? Who does he want to move? Am I looking at the right team? No, I'm looking at the wrong nah, team again. Nah, he's just posted it. It's, he hasn't got the team there. This is so, one where Frogger, you send it to admin advice this week, tag us in there and we'll jump on because you haven't posted the team. It's a little bit different. Wait, wait, wait. So he's got Whitfield out, Bianco down back. What, is Whitfield like super cheap or something? Nah, I, I think he needs to upgrade Bianco. At the Bianco. Trading so he can cover. I get that. Um, so who's he thinking? Bose. What did Bose do recently? He was all right at the start of the year. But... He was huge at the start of the year. That's what I'm thinking. When he came back, has he taken any kickouts or anything like that? Have you noticed how many people bring in Nick Hind in defence? Yeah. He's a forward. He's a forward, isn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, forward, sorry. Yeah, he was, he's been great. Like he's playing a half back role for the Bombers, but um. Yeah. So what's his what's his price? Four thirty, you said, yeah. Yeah. Let me run. Let, let me run through the list of defenders at four thirty that we can choose from. I don't think there's going to be many good ones, but. Um, so Bose is the top averaging. He's 88.7, but his last five weeks, 70, 60, 70, 80, 70. So that's a no. Alira Lear, McKenzie, he's been solid, but you think he got knocked out two weeks ago. So in non-injury effect the games, 78, 99, 96, 80. I still don't like it. Lacocious, I think he's popped off recently mm. on all the kickouts. 72, 100, 50, 100, 100. Maybe that's one that you look at. Um, there's not there's not much, man. It's really tough. Dylan, yeah. Dylan Grimes has been in pretty nice form too. Still can't trust that. I'll I'll never pick a player like that. I'd rather have Lukosius who's on kickouts. That's probably the one I'd go for because that's a tough that's a tough spot. That's really tough to find a player. That's probably the one I'd go with. You have to try and wait a week, don't you? You have to, but if you have to, but he has to win. Said must win. If he's got to win, I'd go get Lukosius because Lukosius could easily go one thirty. And I trust him way more than any of the other guys on this list. Fuck, he can cook ya. It's, it, 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 that's the thing, though. It's, it's one, you know, I get it. It's one week. It's I, I'm almost fucking trusting Bianco for one week, I reckon. Um, fuck, how long is Hardwick out for? He's not under 4.30, I don't think. He's 4.34. Chubby. I, can think he... he's, I think he's still out for a little bit, isn't he, though? Yeah, he only has 104, uh, 420. Yeah, Harwick's out for a little bit. Yeah, fuck. And Crozier came back in too, which hurts him. He put some good footy together. Mm, Barris. Like Dan Houston, you'd rather take the risk on, but he's like just too expensive. I'd rather go right now, Lukosius and Dan Houston. Dan Houston's a disaster. What happens? Who takes the Hawthorne role with Jeff going down? Uh, Will Day does it more. He's been doing it anyway, but he just becomes more focused. Yeah, fuck. Ended up with like 120 on the weekend. Can't trust him, though. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. Did Will Day play on the weekend? I thought he played. Oh, no, he didn't. Sorry. That was like three weeks ago. Did he get injured again? I think so. What? Oh, so who's their defenders? Who's their running defenders? Um, Oh, Bramble. Bramble did it. Yeah, well, he's a mid-only. Yeah. Yeah. So out of that list, Lukosius is a clear winner for me. There's no one else. He's not good. Like oh, he's he's a great footballer, not a great super coach option, but he's the best of the bad bunch. Actually, so bad, man. Like fucking like names that I'm looking at, like Jake Kelly, like fucking. <laughs> yeah, Oleg Markov. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna absolutely cook you. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's quickly have a chat about the cup because this has been a long potty. Um, and I appreciate you guys going so late this week. 
Um, we'll go through. I'll go through the standings and just who won each group. So group A, it was, group A, it was Joey and Charlie. So hard to beat and King Swaggers just going through in that league as well. So good work, boys. Uh, group B was Ruboys, Renegades of Reese, and Bring Back Bananas admin Ned, who's probably fucking cheated the whole thing to get through. But congratulations, Ned. Hat off to Ned too for running this because this is a fucking tough thing to do. Just while you're on that subject of Ned running this, can everyone please stop messaging me for the cup to be updated? <laughs> I'm not I'm not in charge of the cup. And not to mention, he's not going to have the cup updated 15 minutes after Supercoach is over. There's a lot of fucking shit he's got to do as well. Um, uh, see the bottom of that league too, by the way. Uh, Oscar Pistorius, last, dead last in that group. Yeah, screw Oscar. Um, sorry, that was in... That was in Group, that's Group C. C. He was, yeah, Group C. He gave his all-stars, Carl, who is a continuous performer in the Hoff. Edward as well, goes well. Uh, Halfwit FC, Adrian, and Lordy J has gone through. Uh, Kataroos, Peter, and Waiters, Weirdos. Um, uh, big mention to good old uh, family favourite, Millsy's Mob in Mark. Uh, not making it through. Um, fucking Domes with the Zerha. That is a fucking shocking team name in Troy with and relaxed maniacs as Scott going through, pissed in your mouth, Luke and Lena <laughs> Michael they're going through as well. That's a fucking great team name. Old old Greg in Glenny and uh, uh, Supercoach admin Dylan uh, of Royal Hooker going through. Dazza who's had a fucking fantastic year in Supercoach finished last in that group. Sucked in Daz. <laughs> uh, Jumbucks and Stuart Crusaders and Rick going through uh, Puggy, Puggy, a family favourite around here, uh, stiff to miss out in it to win it in Patton, happy chappy Daniel, knocking out admin Will, these nuts oh they all finished on the same amount of points but going through, I think Sucked Will's in, Will. in wildcard weekend though uh, the benchmark Trav who has openly played for this weekend, he said it uh, and Flemington <laughs> RC in Corey, that is me. We're going through. We're, we're going. We're, it's coming to Rome. Frank the Tank and Lee and Hamstring Awareness and Shane, they've knocked off their group. SC Elites, Dizza, 3-0, and oh, mate. It's fucking cruising. Undefeated. Yeah, you know what? I've had, I've had some shit talk from Abel, and I've already slagged him off in this podcast already, but he was going off at me for getting to go here that. Have a look at the score. I fucking flogged him. 70 points. He's done. Go home, Abel. Such is five, Jack. Uh, Nards FC and SC Able. Bombs Express with three and oh as well. It's looking like a tough one to beat at the moment. 27.07 on the weekend. Bevy Brawlers in Martin going through. Table King eliminated. That's a shocker. SC Insider Chris. Absolute toss bag, but he's going through. We love him with a three and oh as well. Uh, and Benno. The Benno factor is Benny going through. Uh, Bretta can see that you didn't even fucking give the time to enter the Supercoach Leagues Cup. That's fucking interesting. Good work, mate. I don't recall getting <laughs> in. I probably did, but yeah, I probably didn't have to get in. It's literally in the Discord that you are <laughs> active. Uh, but we've got wildcard around this week, so congratulations. At Dees, Nuts, William versus Circle of Fife, Mitchell, and Nards FC, Lucas versus Froffy's Davis. We'll talk about the knockout games next week because they are going to be very, very interesting. But just while we're on it, Dizzy, you're taking on Leno, who's Michael. You're seated number eight at the moment, by the way, Dizzy. Am I? Congratulations. Look, I've got no idea who the fuck Leno is, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good luck to him, but Lenny I've never heard of you. taking on in it to win it in Pat. Uh, I'm seated 19th, which is an absolute joke. I should be number one. Bombs Express, who's seated number two. He's taking on one of the wild carters. 
So, wild card. You spent it nice and easy there. Uh, but that is the SC Elite Cups. VC and Captain Boys, Bretta, we'll start with you. I really hope you looked at it. Uh, I you don't even know. Who's I changed it. No, I changed it. No, because I have no one. I literally have no one because I can't loophole. My um, my team's in a bit of trouble. I got Bianco playing. I've got Murphy playing. I think Gold Coast have a late game. Oh, I can't even loophole. Sharks playing. Rockman have got played. Briggs is an early game. I really don't have anyone that I can really Edwards. Loophole. No, don't have Edwards. Like, I was looking at it today, and I just have nothing from the early... I don't have five. I don't have Dangerfield. Any of the Pies boys that are not playing? Okay. Uh, Brett, um, what, what, just as a generic term, what would your vice captain and captain be? Because I don't know how long it's been since you've been on a fucking podcast, <laughs> but we normally just talk about what the best option for the community is. That's the thing. How early do you go? Is it Bont on oh, Saturday? Bont on Saturday, you assume there's still a couple of Brisbane boys running around. Um, yeah, if not, a lot of people have five, so... You can Clary against the Hawks. Lions or Dangerfield on the Thursday or Friday night. Clary does uh, Yeah, look, if it's still an option there at that stage. I mean, yeah, a lot of teams have Edwards on the Sunday, so. Take a punt. Zorko, maybe, yeah. Well, look, for me, I, I, I cannot see how I go anything other than Bont into Jack Steele. I think I go Jack McRae into Steel. Yeah, and either or you can do that. I just, I just think Jack Steel is as safe as anything, and Bond ceiling is just through the roof. So I'm comfortable yeah. just running into Steel. I would have had Ned Reeves, but they've decided to play two fucking games at 4:35 on a Saturday. What's that all about? Shocking talk, isn't it? Disgusting. Which is why I don't mind Zorko or or Lions or something like that on the uh, Friday night either. Yeah, take a punt and then run with your safe option. You know that McRae, Bond, or Steele are generally going to get you something. McRae especially. I mean, McRae's one yeah. of 30, just sneezing. Yeah, or Steele. Steele at the moment, same deal. Uh, yeah, McRae easily for me. If you got Bond, that could be another option. Captain for me would be Parrish against North. Um, or if I'm feeling a bit adventurous, which you know I tend to do, could be to go against the Blues. bags, <laughs> having 40. Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, trades this week, Brett, are you having a look at anything? Making none. Holding on. I'm in top four at the moment. If I lose and I have to win in the last week against um, yourself, Corey, I'll be making a trade. I know that that game will decide it for us. Either win this week and lock up top four, or I play you in the last week and I must win. Oh, just text me. Will do. Cesar? Uh, possibly just a downgrade for some cash and then try and get Callum Mills the week after. Not bad, and I am uh, Cody Waitman straight to Aaron Hall this week. I've got. Oh, you can't get rid of the flea. Ah, oh, he's a fucking cock. You can't get rid of the flea. <laughs> I've got flea forty sitting in the bank. So um, how happy were you with him last week? Last week or this week? Last week. Uh, what went the one hundred and twelve? Yeah, smartest hold in history. You know what, Brett? Brett, we had <laughs> it. wasn't for Madden, honestly, I wouldn't have held him. Brett, we got a, we got a, we got a betting group going on. It's me, a couple of patrons, and Corey. And we take two legs each. And in that game, I went Cody Waitman, I think two plus. And yeah, you should have yeah. heard these cunts fucking going off of me. Blah, this, blah, 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 this, that, this, that. Cody Waitman, two goals in the first five minutes. <laughs> also, yeah. just a shout out to Mark Mills, leader of the Punters Club, Corey. Mm. Uh, about a few weeks ago, Collingwood, Brett, Collingwood to win against Melbourne by 14 and a half or more in the multi. Instead, he just puts Collingwood to win. Collingwood would get up by 17 points. It could have been three grand for the punters. Probably won 600. 
Gamble responsibly. Don't chase your losses. No, no, don't gamble responsibly. <laughs> there we go. Uh, anything else to add, my boys? All good. Thank you very good much. Chat. I know it's very, very late. It was very, very good to have you both on um, for your one podcast a year that you both do, so that's uh, pretty, pretty handy. I just got to drop a joke for Trav too, yeah. when possible. All right, beautiful. All right, Elias, on behalf of <laughs> myself, these are Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites um, and everyone else in the community. Peace out and thank you for listening. Fuck bombs. Yeah. <laughs>